Welcome to season two of the unfamiliar shift with Ariella, the boutique lifestyle leaders associations, hospitality show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This episode is sponsored by Solanus, the property management solution for boutique hotels. Welcome, dear listeners. Today, we're journeying to the heart of Costa Rica and diving deep into the world of transformative wellness with a truly inspiring figure. Meet Diana Stobo, a celebrity chef, health advocate, and the visionary behind the Retreat Costa Rica. Once on a personal quest for optimal health, Diana transformed her struggles into wisdom and has since paved a way for countless others seeking holistic well-being. A best-selling author and detox advocate, Diana's mission goes beyond mere relaxation. At her award-winning retreat nestled in a quartz mountain, guests don't just find rest, they find transformation. From her early days in the raw food movement to pioneering wellness real estate, Diana's story is a testament to the power of resilience, knowledge, and the healing magic of nature. Join us as we chat with the force behind the best wellness spa of the Americas, uncovering secrets of holistic living and the profound change awaiting at the foot of Costa Rica's crystal mountains. Let's step into the world of Diana Stobo and witness the magic of true healing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Unfamiliar Shift. Today's guest is none other than Diana Stobo, founder and CEO of The Retreat Costa Rica. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yay. I know I saw you last in March for our birthdays. We had a celebratory birthday party, which was the Women's <laughs> Women in Travel and Hospitality Actually, Conference. On my birthday. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It was so- on your birthday. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, wait, is your birthday on International Women's Day? It is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're I don't gonna- think it was International Women's Day when I was born. I think later on they said, oh, we're going to name it after her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Diana inspired this movement. We'll have to talk about that later because no, but I think that's like really interesting. Okay. It is actually. That is fascinating. But let's just start with, I want to get a little bit into your story. You, by the way, I have a friend who is in love with your hotel and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Um, Her name's Diani and um, she, yeah, she does the sound bowls and Yes, and so she just adores. She came, as a guest, she came as a guest yoga instructor. Yes, and so she was like, oh, my God, I love that hotel. And so um, I, I'm i going to go soon. I'm going to, like, I'm going to book my tickets within the next 12 to 18 months, I promise you. Okay. And But until then, talk to us about the concept of your hotel. Well, the concept is actually really uh, simple. I was – Most people are hoteliers, and then they turn their hotel into a wellness facility. I was a wellness expert and created a brick-and-mortar place for people to come. And when what I did was I brought all the modalities of healing, Mm -hmm. uh, starting with food, Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory diet, and then putting in all my specialties and adding it into the menu so that when people come, it's like they felt like they were in my home, uh, captured and 
with what I call a blank canvas for them to paint the world they wish for themselves. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. And how many rooms? Well, we started off with nine rooms. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm celebrating 10 years, December 5th, when oh. I broke ground because wow. I built it mm -hmm. basically from, I mean, there was a, there was a structure there, but I built it. So we started off with nine rooms and quickly uh, went to this event called Emotions mm -hmm. in Argentina. And uh, this gentleman took me out to dinner and he said, as we're eating a big old steak, he says, <laughs> he says so how long are you going to do this hobby of yours? Oh, said, pardon me? And he says, uh, nine rooms is a hobby. Twelve rooms is a business. So yeah, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing in the hotel business mm -hmm. at the time. I mean, it's all been learned mm -hmm. as I go along. I have hospitality background, but that was 35 years ago from Cornell. I mean, where where's the practicality of it and how does it work in today's world? Yeah. So I went back and I said, start building. Mm -hmm. So we built 11 and then we built 13 and then uh, we just built six more last year and we're building 10 more this year. Wow. So, so it will be at 28. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so let's go back in time 10 years ago. And you're like, okay, how am I going to build this hotel? What like what were you looking at, you know, to kind of learn like what to do? Who were you calling? Like, what was that process? There was no process. I went in <laughs> completely blindly with, oh. you know, the grace of God and hope. And and um, when I was I was married for 27 years mm -hmm. and this began when I got my divorce and what mm -hmm. happened is I had this home and uh, people would come to my house mm -hmm. and spend the day when we dropped our kids off at school, they would come and we would do, I would bring in healers and we would do the food and it was just more fun for the women than anything. And of course I was a Kundalini teacher. I'm a life coach. I'm a spirit coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a licensed priestess, all that stuff. And so we would incorporate all that into um, the day's events and then when I built the hotel, I said, well, I'm just going to decorate it the way I feel is cozy and homey because mm -hmm. I also am a designer. So and I said, and we're going to provide all these um, modalities to the people. So that's really what happened. Like I said, I was blind. I had no idea what it was like to build business in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea how uh, what the rules and regulations were there. I didn't know how to do the uh, the tech in the background to make sure that we had all the right, you know, uh, uh, structure in place, systems in place. Mm -hmm. So that was a learned. Hmm. And then that was a learned behavior. When you started, what technology were you using for bookings? Well, at that time, remember, I also came with a huge. I wrote fifteen books. So when I when I wow. opened the doors, I was already. Um, I guess what they call influencers now mm -hmm. at the time I was just a leader in the raw food movement. Mm -hmm. So I filled up. So it was actually, uh, you know, online booking engines, very mm -hmm. simple, but we didn't even do OTAs, which you know, the online booking engines. And I didn't want to, but it gives you such a good, uh, it gives you so much exposure mm -hmm. uh, as an OTA. So I had to learn that as well. But I, but we were booked. We were booked out for six months. It was crazy. It was everybody was like, "What? You don't open the doors and get booked out like that?" But then after everybody, all my followers that could afford to come mm -hmm. came, it was like quiet. Yeah. So really had to start building the business mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. um, in in a way that most companies would have to build the business, and and that was pretty painful because I had a full staff that I yeah. trained and worked with, and 
and keeping them during the slow months was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when like you're trying to like growing and then keeping the payroll. <laughs> Exactly. All in check. And, I, and after all that time and effort spending, and, and, and I've been told that I spend more time with my staff than any owner mm, uh, business, but it's really important because the concept is so unusual and it's so me. Mm-hmm. It's literally my blood, sweat and tears, my creation. And if I don't walk them through all the details and test mm-hmm. and learn and keep going, yeah. then how are, how are they going to be able to do it unless I'm there full time? Yes, that's very true. That's very true. It's like, it's kind of like training from the heart. That's also how I train as well with my team is it's kind of like mentorship at the same Mm -hmm. time. I think it's a little bit of both. And I think that that's an important component. Um, For sure. I want to talk about, so you decided to build a hotel outside of your homeland, which is the U.S., correct? That's where you were born and raised, La Jolla. Yep. Yep. And so what has it been like? like building a business in a foreign country and specifically Costa Rica. Shocking. Shocking. Okay. Talk to me. Why? Why? Well, originally I wanted to build it in Thailand because I had, well, I I had gone there with a Thai monk and I, you know, I studied Buddhism. I've studied over a hundred religions and I thought, well, I'm going to go there. And this is a land that really called me, but it was so far away. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had to pick something that was close. And I really felt that the Costa Ricans with Ticos are very similar kind of they're elegant and they're just like the t- ties they're very mm. elegant and kind and respectful mm. and even it, it, there is no real class mm-hmm. there everybody is classy mm-hmm. in in these countries i felt so um i loved thailand and costa rica was a close one and it had the same kind of topography it also had the same climate you know you could basically drop a seed and something will grow mm-hmm. and so i uh, started to look in costa rica but Nothing happened for many, many years until, like I said, when I got this divorce, I was like, okay, now what's going to happen? Two of my kids went off to college and I only had one at home for the next three years. And I was like, I've I've got to do something with my life. Mm -hmm. And so I just poured all my energy into this. And it was, like I said, it was very shocking and difficult because I thought it was going to be as cheap as Thailand. <laughs> it's not. It was a very, a very expensive country. Um, oh. People don't know that, but it yeah, really I didn't know is. that. Yeah, it's very expensive, and the regulations are very. It's it's a socialist country, so the mm. regulations are so tight. You basically can't yeah. move. You know, there's not a lot of I can do whatever I want. It's every like we we have a doctor mm-hmm. in the hotel, and we cannot register them as a doctor a holistic doctor because mm-hmm. um, they don't want to, to have um, medical. They don't believe in holistic medicine, they say, which is really like, yeah, because they do it everywhere. It's just yeah. that they've got these regulations. It's all government oh. regulated. Mm-hmm. So that was the part that was really difficult. Thank goodness. Um, oh, let's see, 10 years of so six, seven, I think three years in, mm-hmm. I ended up getting my manager who is now still with me and a partner mm-hmm. in, I say partner because that's he, he's basically my second husband. Oh, what's his um, name? His name is Bryant. Bryant. He's actually he's actually visiting me here. He's the first time in the U.S. Oh, uh, two days ago. It's super exciting for him. And guess where he is? Where he went to Target. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's where you have to go when you come to the U.S. for the it's first time. Target and Home Depot. It's Target, <laughs> Diana. It's Target. You went to Target because his <laughs> wife saw. I mean, the prices. Are oh my so, god! 
inexpensive compared to Costa Rica. Wait, 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 so, wait. So when he hold on, so it really is expensive. So when he goes to Target, he's like, "Wow, this is cheap." Mm-hmm. No, I th- I thought Target was well, getting their expensive. Import, their import taxes are oh. just ridiculous. It's like fifty percent. It's between wow. thirty five and fifty five percent. I mean, to buy a car here in the U.S., it's double there, literally double. Wow. Like you, you go buy a twenty thousand dollar car in the United States, it's forty thousand there, because of the taxes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Just little 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 side note of Costa Rica. Yeah. Just so you know, if you want to build out there. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. No. A lot of people do come, and they think that there's going to be all this inexpensive living and yada yeah. yada, but it's not. It's not as much as you think. And now a word from our sponsor. Solanus is an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit solanis.com to get started. And now back to the show. Which is okay because the country itself was dying for um, luxury. Mm. And I just do everything special. It's just my mm. kind of my nature. Like even if I'm slumming it, I'm in luxury. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the way I... It's the way I create, the way I see things. So when they come to the hotel, it, what they used to have is very rustic hotels with the dark woods, the Guanacaste woods, and um, partially so you don't see the insects or, you know, the yeah. uh, bad lighting and just those, you know, mm-hmm. wooden wooden beds uh, with mattresses on it. And we're, we're, we're five-star luxury. Mm-hmm. And so besides the Four Seasons, and maybe a couple others. There wasn't really anything like that ten years ago. Wow. Well, I can I can see that demand for luxury. I have a question though. So I'm, I've never been to Costa Rica, and I went to Thailand for like twelve hours. So I don't. I'm trying to have you. But <laughs> so where you, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to where I did go this year. Right after I saw you last time was Bali. Have you been there? Just so I can compare it to something. No, but it, it, it has similarities. Okay, that would make sense to me yeah. because... Yeah, it does have similarities for sure. When I went to Bali, it was the Balinese hospitality that like mm-hmm. my jaw dropped. And like kind of what you're talking about, like it's not necessarily classiness, but it's like just people elegant. are elegant, just, elegant. elegant. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and they also, it's like they have so much respect for themselves yep. that they, that that's like an I overfilling of yeah. the service that they give to everyone else. And it's like, you know, my friend Max, he owns a boutique hotel called Hidden Hills Villas in Uluwatu. And like his team, like it was an act of devotion. And I would talk to a lot of people who would work on property and I say, why are you in the hospitality industry? Like I like to know when I travel. And they're like, this is our act of service and our devotion. And I was yeah. like, wow, you would never hear that in my country. Like never. It is paycheck. Because I get my paycheck, and um, I just think it's a different perspective of how we live life, and how I think it's like it's an interesting mindset because we spend most of our life building our careers or working. So why not have that be the act of devotion and service? And for them, Bali is a Hindu country, 
So for them, it, it is Teshiva, to their god and their gods and goddesses. But with or without that, it's this devotion that is so... Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's in the air. It's in the energy when you walk into Balinese hotels. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thailand is like that. And and Costa Rica is, is definitely very similar. Mm-hmm. It's a different style of government overall. And, you know, that always has an impact mm-hmm. on the way people live. Mm-hmm. But um, it definitely, uh, what I cherish the most mm-hmm. is my staff. When I've got mm-hmm. 74 employees and they You have are... 74? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So maybe 75 right now. I'm not sure. But yes. And, and they are so genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, and I think what stands apart for the hotel is that the people who come to visit, they feel it. Mm-hmm. They, no one's putting on airs or pretending to be a good waiter or care for you or a yeah. good therapist or whatever. They truly care. And I and I think you just nailed it. It's They probably haven't verbalized it for themselves, mm-hmm. but it is an act of service yeah. that truly uh, fulfills them. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have a very high retention for staff. Mm. You know, of course, there are. We're also on a crystal mountain. And I always joke that um, if you don't belong there, the, the crystals will pop you off. Mm-hmm. We haven't we never fire anybody. We just teach. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe that every you, you I don't care how many skills you have. Yeah. If you don't have heart, mm-hmm. you're not going to fit in here. So we've lost a lot of professionals, but kept the locals who just have learned and grown and 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 create a real intimate um, Costa Rican experience. And it's very authentic authentic care yes and I, that it, it's actually funny because when when covid hit mm-hmm. uh all the hotels closed down and people were saying can you help the locals can you help the local and i was like i am i reached into my savings account and i made sure that every person got paid mm-hmm. because if i lose them well mm-hmm. a i don't want them to be homeless yeah. and b if i lose them how am i ever going to retrain or mm-hmm. regroup this kind of family environment yeah. where people truly care. So it was a it was it was a very very good investment on my part. Yes. I mean, I think that's I would say I don't own a hotel, but just from the thousands of stories and conversations I've had with hoteliers, would you agree that one of the most challenging aspects is building a team and keeping a team? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so then when you're talking about the investment you well, know. and because we're such a tight knit group of people and because it's a wellness facility, mm-hmm. which makes it unique in itself and, and the way we do things is very complicated. I mean, we have we have eight right now we have 18 rooms and we have 74 staff. Mm-hmm. So let's just say we have 20 people. We've got three and a half people for every guest. Yeah, that's unusual, unheard of. And so um, you just said something about keeping the staff, mm-hmm. right? Is oh yeah. So when you have that, if one person is removed, yeah, it, it can affect the whole synergy. Mm. And if and if you come in and hire somebody who, let's just call it a bad seed, mm-hmm. it happens. Um, it mm-hmm. also affects the synergy, and and the whole oh. family's disrupted, and it becomes like a, mm. a, a slow infection in 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 a in a wound. Yes, and the only way oh. to heal it is to extract the infection. What you said takes me back personally with my journey of entrepreneurship is it's you were making me think in New York I was like building my dream life and I was like yeah I opened an office 
um, right in Soho on Howard and Broadway. And I was like, my dreams are coming true. I'm like invited to all these like socialite parties and da, 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 da. And then I hired, I'm sorry, like it's the right word, which is a bad seed. And back then I was not a good leader because I was so compassionate. And I was like doing, and I was trying to prove myself to my team and like, I bought their coffee every day. And like, I was always giving them like everything free, 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 which was coming from my heart. But then you, I hired someone who had, who was just like, I hate to say this word, but was like evil. And it just created this, (laughs) I'm sorry, it was so bad. I mean, it was so bad that she was like threatening like all these things. And anywho, the reason she hated working for us was that she hated the way I dressed that was like when we were getting to like the psychology of it and she didn't like and she didn't like that I was growing my career and like my dreams were coming true so it came from jealousy anywho I had worked so hard to build a team I was at five by the time I hired her as the sixth it ruined my entire team and I had to start all over it was my dreams were crushed and I almost lost everything so to well, we talked. We talked before we got on the air. We talked about um, astrology, and as yeah. a Pisces, we are extremely compassionate, and mm-hmm. I want my staff to be happy. And mm-hmm. and so it's it was a it was definitely a balancing yeah, act balance. in the beginning because I almost did too much for them yep. as a nurturer provider, and I I did this, and then they took advantage of it. Yes. Yes. So it, 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 there is a, and I've become a stronger. I've, I've become a much better leader. Um, and I've learned how to uh, detach mm-hmm. from from their emotional, you know, issues because as a Pisces, we're very uh, caring. And if somebody's upset, we want to make that time. And I've learned it's like, hey, can there, you know what? Now we have HR. You can go yeah. there and talk about it. But really, this is not the place mm-hmm. to um, let it out. Yes. You know, we can we can work through it, but you, it should not affect the guest. It should not affect no. your work. It should not affect the other mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's taken me a long time to learn. Yes. And, I, but I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And, on and, that. and sometimes I feel like um, I used to feel like I was being bad mm-hmm. when I would tell them this is not the place. Yeah. And now, now some for some reason, it just it feels right. It's it's absolutely right. And there's when you own that knowledge and that leadership quality mm-hmm. there's just respect it's just yes. they're like okay i get it i get it yes that's the word i was gonna say i think what had happened because i i'm resonating with what i just told you i was proving myself to my staff because i was needing to prove myself to myself and that exactly. was my own low sense of worth for myself that was bleeding out into all areas of my life including my team so i almost don't even blame them for that because that was like my own doing but like you were saying with the balancing act I just in general, I stopped caring if people liked me like on like LinkedIn or clients or people at our events. We end up do liking each other most of the time, but that wasn't my reason why. And I wasn't trying to prove myself to be liked. I'm only looking for mutual respect when I look for partnerships, relationship building. Do we have mutual respect for each other? And if that's the foundation, then we can grow from it. And even with teams, it's building. And also as a leader to have that mutual respect for the people that are helping you build your business. Yeah. Well, what what is that? What is that thing called? Imposter syndrome? Oh, yeah. People feel like they're wearing big girl pants and they're just not sure that they fit into them yet. Yes. 
And I see that with my daughter who yeah. is 30 and she Samantha. works for the company. Samantha. <laughs> and she, uh, I can see it and, and I'm trying to fill her into the pants because mm-hmm. I don't know when that shift occurred for me, but mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I don't have that. I, I have no insecurities. I'm confident. Like nothing, there's nothing I can't accomplish uh, or figure out, yeah. you know, and, and maybe 10 years ago, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Do you think though it was like, what had shifted was like a major event that had happened in your life? No, it, oh, it crept up. It was, it was actually, I was, I, I, I remember this very clearly. Um, I had gotten a bunch of emails one day, probably mm-hmm. Mercury in retrograde or something. Yeah. And I was, I was hit like with a bulldozer and how I responded to them mm-hmm. emotionally within my being was like water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, and I, and I woke up and I go, oh my gosh, I actually think I know who I am now. Wow. I, I'm, I'm owning me. And, and mm-hmm. that was, you, you know, I'm unapologetically uh, direct. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's, there's certain things that I would have been like, God, I don't want to make anybody mad. And now yeah. it's like, this is who I am. Cause I know, I know me, I know what, who I am. Yes. And so, you know, we falter, we may make bad decisions sometimes or, you know, sometimes we, we say things that we probably don't mean, but it's all part of loving ourselves and we, we just are who we are. And um, and I also don't have any issues with saying, I don't know. I don't know the yes. answer to that. Oh, my gosh. That is such a good sign that you're you have the strong sense of self is when you're OK with saying, I don't know. Like I'm so like, you know, I, I know a lot. <laughs> I don't know a lot. And it's like even for me, it was. It was a testament because I'd be on consulting calls because I help um, hotels either like find investors, help the development process, matchmaking, all that. And I used to be like, okay, you have to like bullshit if like you, sorry, excuse me, we're going to have to beep that. (laughs) But but, um, the BS, like I'd BS everything like, okay, I'm going to like Google while they're talking. And then I guess with my own, I don't know, like journey into becoming, knowing who I am. I've been like, oh, you know what? I actually don't know that. Would you enlighten me? Like, I'd love to know more more about this. And just because I doesn't, I don't know something, doesn't mean that like I'm not intelligent or something like that. I'm actually continuing to learn. And I actually think people respect people who can say something like that. Oh, for sure. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves: is people who pretend like they know, yeah, and then they do nothing. And you're like, well, why did you say you can do it if you can't do it? Exactly. Because well, I didn't want to disappoint you. I'm like, well, th- you can't just dis- now you're disappointing me. <laughs> exactly. You you do it. If you tell me you can't do it, then we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, like a word that comes to mind is just like integrity. I think it's just a part of the integrity. Yeah, um, for sure. So this was beautiful. Diana, how did this conversation go by so fast? <laughs> I, what? I, <laughs> what? Because, because we were flowing. We were flowing like our Pisces nature. I love it. Well, thank you so much um, for hopping on. And I, I'm i going to come see you in Miami. And then I'm going to come see you in Costa Rica. <laughs> okay. I would love that. I would awesome. Love that. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, bla.org. And thank you to Solanus for sponsoring today's show.